If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. Welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You know, I get the question, uh, what, what is a brave heart? Uh, and it's anyone with the courage and purpose to serve others. So uh, not just my guests, uh, but uh, also you, the listeners, you're the brave hearts. Um, why the mission specialist? Um, I do believe that we live in the best time in the history of the world, the best place in the history of the world. And it's great. It's getting better and it's getting better fast. And it's exciting to be able to watch this happen. It's exhilarating to be part of making it happen. Yet many people don't experience the world this way. And so as mission specialists, it's my role to uplift others and to help them to have an optimistic outlook and experience that uh, empowerment that comes from within so that they can also experience the world uh, in that positive way. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com. We're with a leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. You can connect with us at braveheartsforkids.org. And, you know, it's the season to donate now if you have a heart for that and love the work that we're doing with uh, the Brave Hearts for Kids Pediatric Cancer Charity. Uh, Please consider uh, going there and, and donating now. Today we're going to be talking about creating a world in which everyone can win, because that's the world of the Braveheart. Um, What that means for you is you can start today, right now, because my guest today is J.V. Crum III. He's the author of Conscious Millionaire, Grow Your Business by Making a Difference. He's uh, the host of the highly successful podcast, Conscious Millionaire Show, and uh, I did the math, and he has what what I would call a trillionaire mindset. Uh, the idea of making, uh, helping a million people to become millionaires. Uh, that's, a, that's a tall order, and I, I think that's a, that's a, there's a lot of math, and I promise, folks, no algebra today. Uh, my guest today, uh, J.B. Crumb III. Welcome, J.B. Brian, thank you so much for having me, and a huge hello to everybody who's listening. I know that if you're listening to Brian Reingold, you're in the right place. I know that you're conscious. I know you want this world to be better, and we're going to be talking about that on multiple levels today. And so I just am honored to be here, Brian. Thank you so much. And a big shout out to Ann Fox, our mutual friend. She's been my friend for 20 years who connected us. So I always like to thank the connectors in the world. Absolutely. You know, that's, um, uh, I'm sure we have a lot of uh, books in common that we love. And one of them that I love is uh, Malcolm Gladwell's um, uh, Tipping Point. Tipping and when point, I saw right. the part about the connector and there's someone that makes connections for the, sh- for the sheer joy of it. And I thought, wow, that's me. And I think that's right. Ann too. And I, I, I believe well, and, and that's also me. I just yeah, connected. I, I was just on another show and uh, connected two people to that host. Uh, because uh, that, that's what I love to do. I, and I think people who are living in this conscious flow that you and I are in, and if you're listening, I bet you're in that same conscious flow. We want the world to be better. And we want other people's lives to be better. And, and so we love connecting people. Yeah. And, and the fun part is that in, in my show, out of 2,300 episodes in seven years, the 
majority of the people who are on my show come from other people who are on the show. And the majority of the people I work with come from other people I worked with. And, you know, it's just, a, it's like a spider web that's like sending itself out infinitely into the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, a worldwide web. A world, yes, there's a concept <laughs> for you. A worldwide web. Well, here's a bigger concept. We already had a worldwide web. All of us who are intuitive were intuitively connected to it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the that's the real World Wide Web. Well, is it, the is that energy field that we're all connected to? You know, I, I, everything reminds me of a story. You, you remind me of back in two thousand eight, February of two thousand eight. I was I was in Bismarck, North Dakota, and had coffee with all my my buddies. Uh, that you know, the the conservative uh, crowd uh, of, of gentlemen that would get together for coffee. And there was a guy that had uh, just given a campaign speech uh, in February of two thousand eight. And I, I went to coffee. I said, "This guy can win. He can win big." Because uh, uh, new candidate Barack Obama was talking about how uh, what binds us together is greater than what divides us. And I thought, there's a concept. That's, that's going to catch on. People are going to love that. And, and it's even more so than what, what uh, binds us together as Americans. It's, it's what binds us together at, at the core and through our spirit. Well, and it was a great campaign message because I, I, you know, all of us who are in business live in the world of marketing, or at least I do, and um, hope we can believe in mm-hmm. was the campaign slogan. And that was such a great slogan because it was like a war shark. And, and anybody can define hope however they, they want to, yeah. right? But it was like, oh, hope we can believe in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, uh, that had something, you know, had, had a... Um, uh, went back to his father, I believe. You know the uh, the idea of of, of hope um, coming from that. And that, you know, I, I think you can tell a lot of uh, about somebody from from what they write and from their books. And I looked at the Conscious Millionaire, uh, the uh, the best selling book. Um, and I was uh, the first thing that that struck me as it, it impressed me was the dedication. Uh, you, you dedicated the book uh, to um, your parents. That's right. And yeah. uh, I, I, I guess the the, uh, the impression I got is you probably got off to a pretty good start. Well, I, I got off to a, a, a country start, that's for certain. Oh, yeah. uh, I lived out in the country in a little town, Oklahoma. Uh, it, it didn't even sound like a big city. Um, we had one flashing light in the center of town, wasn't even a stoplight. And uh, I think it says that there were two or 300 people, and it says a lot about the post office was the 10 by 10 area in the back of the hardware store. Wow. Right. So um, it was very uh, rural. And um, I was the little kid in town that, you know, started my first little business when I was four. And I was just always doing business stuff. I was the guy who knocked on everybody's door to sell them something. And, And I've been reflecting on that lately and going, well, you know, what's interesting about that story wasn't me. What was interesting is that nobody else in town was a competitor. I had no little kids who were competing with me. I was the only little kid who was the entrepreneur in town. Mm-hmm. And at five, I decided I was going to grow up and be a millionaire. At 25, <laughs> got there. Um, and, and I think there's a connection, right? I, I, like, I had from the get-go decided this was not where I'm going to live. Yeah. This is not my future. I'm, I'm going off to something else. Uh, and, and it wasn't really starting with purpose. I mean, I, I, it took me to 26 before I started that journey after yeah. I'd already made the first million. But 
I really started with drive and determination. And I think if people want to make a difference in the world, we have to come down to, well, what do we stand for and mm-hmm. who are, why are we here and what is the difference we want to make? Yeah. Well, you know, when, when the, we, we talked about the, uh, the, the title for today's show, Creating a World in Which Everyone Can Win, and uh, th- that comes from your, your work with youth. Um, so uh, that, uh, tell me a, a little bit. Uh, tell us yeah, so I have a, a Conscious World Foundation. We've, uh, we did an initial initiative, and now we're refining exactly where we want to go and got clarity on that. But the group that I'm most attracted to are 18 to 25-year-olds and uh, helping them, training them, mentoring them to become the next generation of conscious leaders around the world. My ultimate goal is we've done work with youth from 10 countries. I want to be in 100 countries, really establishing what does it mean to be a conscious leader and how do we as leaders create a world in which everyone can win? Mm-hmm. And, and instill realistic frameworks and teach youth, no matter what direction you want to go, what mm-hmm. kind of career path you want to go on, that if you come from a place of a consciousness that how do we structure things? Mm-hmm. What are the values that we have so that everybody can win? Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that was an inspired direction that I got And I tried changing it to a world in which everyone does win. And I realized that was actually not my objective or the reason I'm on the planet. And and I understood exactly why. There is a component to all of this called personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. And while I can inspire others and I can train and I can say, here are opportunities, part of the human journey is that while there is a collective whole, and that's the only way that we create the biggest outcomes, we all all have to collect together. I call that the triple win, you, others, and society winning together. Yeah. But we also have to take personal responsibility of deciding that we're actually going to take the action. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think that that's the part that I can't do for anybody else. I can do the other parts. Yeah. But whether someone decides to step up and ultimately win actually is a personal decision. And that motivation, that uh, 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 the way I see it, motivation is something that comes from within. Uh, Yes. You you mentioned you can inspire someone, but they must have that motivation that comes from within. And I think that motivation, my answer to that, because I've pondered it so much in, in, in all the entrepreneurs I work with, the entire programs at Conscious Moon are all start in the same place. Helping someone get clarity about their purpose for being on this planet. And what I found in myself and clients and just observing people that I know, a lot of people who've been on my show, every person who's really driven to do something visionary, to do something big, to do something that we might call meaningful or even important, are all driven with a sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. And so I think the motivation on the surface can be like as a little boy growing up poor, I I wanted a nice house and I got it. Mm -hmm. You know, I had the Mercedes at, at 25, but that didn't last very long before I was asking deeper questions. In fact, it only took three months that I'm going, okay, uh, so now I got this stuff, but I think there's some bigger reason I'm here than to get this stuff. 
And that took me off on a different journey to discover purpose. Well, I shortcut it for people because I just go, okay, we're going to talk about purpose. That's our starting point. Yeah. And I think that internal, ultimately, the deeper internal motivation comes from people discovering a purpose that's bigger than them that pulls them like a magnet forward. And I think if we can instill that in youth, because they're our next leaders, and help them discover a deeper purpose that they feel magnetized, as I put it, wild horses wouldn't stop you. Yeah. You know, because you're just, you just know, no, this is why I'm here. Uh, I think that's the biggest motivation anybody can have. That's the real source of deep energy that will compel you forward. It's what, what I think of as the want to do's versus should do's. And uh, procrastination in my, in my uh, experiences is, is, is all the things that I should do, but I don't want to do. And right. the, the, if you, you get up with the idea that these are things I want to do, you don't need a to-do list. You just go. Well, that's true uh, because you are, uh, that's, that's a whole nother conversation, but, but I'll touch on it when saying I help entrepreneurs. One of the things I help entrepreneurs get rid of about 80% of what they're doing so they can finally make their difference and make money mm-hmm. is that that 80% is includes the stuff you think you should do. Yeah. Uh, the stuff you're not very good at uh, certainly not the stuff you feel compelled to do. And if you just did the stuff you're compelled to do as I go, look, at the present time, I'll just tell you, if you email me and there's not something in the subject line and I don't know you, it's probably not even getting opened Yeah. because I gave myself permission to let emails fall through the cracks because yeah. I said, if it's really important, I'll hear back. Yeah. If it's the government, I tell everybody, open it. You better find out what the government said to you <laughs> uh, or a client. You might want to open that one too, but, but that you have to give yourself permission to let a lot of stuff fall through the cracks because if you're so focused on the stuff that's, you know, really isn't that important, you never get time for the stuff that is important. So I say, start your day and have the first couple of hours, you're only doing stuff that's important, stuff that's high priority. Yeah. And then if the other stuff doesn't get done, it's okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I, uh, I, I start my day with something I call my time, and uh, and it's um, uh, you know it's the time that that I have for um, starting out with coffee. And first thing my wife will say to me is, uh, "How are you feeling this morning?" Usually, my answer is, "I'm just waking up." <laughs> and then I and then I get going in, in it, and I, I get going pretty quickly. But uh, but that my time, man, that is the most important. Well, and I think you I think you said the most important part here, you're just waking up. So what does that really mean? You're awakening into the day and you are awakening your consciousness and awakening your mind and awakening your body and awakening your emotions, you know, and allowing time for that to actually occur. Uh, You know, we each awaken in our bed differently. Uh, Some people are like awaken and in three seconds, they're jumped up and they're ready to do jumping jacks. I am not that person. Not me. No, no, no. no. I would actually prefer to have about a half hour so that I emerge into the day and I listen to my empowerment audio that I create for myself that I, you know, and then I meditate and I do Shigong and I do my gratitude journal and I chant. All those things are what prepare me for my day, but I'm emerging. I'm awakening into the day. 
Man, this is, a, this is good stuff. Uh, we're going to be taking a, a, a short break. Uh, stick with us on Bravehearts Radio with J.B. Crumb III, the author of Conscious Millionaire and the Conscious Millionaire Show, the very popular show. Um, stick with us. We will be back on the other side of 60 Seconds. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to braveheartsforkids.org. That's braveheartsforkids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com. We're with a leader in live internet talk radio, and you can connect with us at braveheartsforkids.org, braveheartsradio.org, where you can find all the past episodes in the show link section. Uh, we're doing our mission building coaching and retreats now on Zoom video for a free consultation. Contact me at mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. My guest today is J.V. Crumb III. Uh, he is the author of Conscious Millionaire, and uh, the uh, subtitle that is "Grow Your Business by Making a Difference." Uh, that's you know that's what a what a great way of going about making uh, growing your business. And I, I remember the first time I talked to you, JV, we uh, we talked about the entrepreneurs that you currently work with, uh, people that uh, in the in the uh, financial world, in the business world, probably considered very successful, but they have this uh, maybe they have a mindset that business is going well, but their life isn't working quite as well as they'd like. Uh, t- tell us about uh, about that. Yeah, so I yeah I work with I work with uh, on a private level. I work with uh, typically seven eight figure entrepreneurs, and they usually are in one of two places. We're going to work on it all, but they're in a place where they mainly want to focus on building their business, and then I'm going to work with them on the internal pieces that need to shift their perception of who they are, perception of reality. Um, energy blocks that I can help them remove. Um, so we're we're going to work on that and get that purpose 
built into an even bigger vision for their business mm-hmm. and then transform the business you know, with the strategies and the execution, they're going to make the difference. And then there's a second type of person I work with who they don't so much want to work on the business primarily, but I call them the person who thinks the next Lamborghini will be the answer, but it's not. Uh-huh. And, and they realize their life isn't working for them. Yeah. And the truth is when your life isn't working for you as an entrepreneur, first of all, you're not happy. You're not feeling a sense of purpose. You're not feeling the meaning. You're not feeling the fulfillment. But the truth is, you're actually not building your business as big or wonderful as it could be to impact as many people, to put as much money in the bank. So you're actually living a a, somewhat of a delusion that you got the business going, but wow, things are not working so much. It might be my relationships are not working. Um, My physical health is not working. Uh, mental, emotional health is not working, but I don't feel real. I don't feel authentic. I don't feel like, I just feel like I'm stressed and overwhelmed, but I don't really feel like my life works. And I, I love working with that kind of person to, because I, I love people and I want to help them get connected like I was missing my purpose, yeah. right? And get connected to what's meaningful and valuable to them and get the life they really want that's going to be juicy. I mm-hmm. think we should all have juicy lives, but juicy lives are not taking Coke. That's not what juices us. Juices us, juicing us is what gets us connected inside with ourselves. And then we have better relationships. We're better connected with the world around us, we have a greater sense of direction that's meaningful and powerful for us. And the, the, the irony is that's when we actually can build our businesses even bigger once we get that internal part working and then we are aligned. We've got our purpose. We're driven to make this kind of difference. And we're going, oh, wow, here's the new programs we could create, but they come out of being connected with yourself. So I, I love both types of people to work with. Yeah, and it's, there's, uh, there, there's a sense, um, I, I, I gather, of um, uh, eliminating the 80% of the should-dos and, <laughs> right, and the garbage and really but, focusing. Absolutely. In my own life, uh, because of this journey that we're all taking with the pandemic, um, I've been taking the safer route. So mm-hmm. I've been doing a low-risk life, which means I haven't been going out to parties. I haven't been doing those kinds of things. And what I realized, I used to go out three or four nights a week, like jazz clubs, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I can't do that right now, uh, mainly because it doesn't even exist. And what I realized was how much that was even distracting me, that I was already on this conscious journey. And I'm going, oh, yeah, you thought that you were living – this wonderful, entertaining life, but actually it was kind of distracting you. And now that I'm not doing that, I'm reading books, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm watching meaningful videos, meaningful movies, I'm meditating, I'm getting more connected with myself. And what I've realized is how much more free. People talk about, I want freedom, mm-hmm. but the way we've defined it in our culture is freedom somehow has something to do primarily with, I now have enough money that I'm free to, you know, go on a yacht. And I I think, you know, high-end experiences are great, but I think real freedom isn't external. Mm -hmm. Real freedom is that we're free from ourselves. We're free from our stuck places. We're free from our fears. We're free from uh, 
the emotional blocks, we're free from seeing ourselves in a small way. Because if you're listening to me right now, I don't care how much external success you have. You can have a hundred times that. You can have a thousand times that. We're all playing small. And so when we get freed from just thinking in the ways we're currently thinking, which keeps us where we are, the freedom is really, ironically, the freedom from ourselves. The freedom from our perceptions of who we are, perceptions of what's possible. Uh, The freedom is the freedom to be real, to be who you are to live your authentic path, to, to do what is really your purpose, that's when you start getting real freedom. And it comes from inside and moves outside. It isn't something that is just about the outside. Absolutely. Yeah, that authentic voice, that's that voice that comes from me. I, I describe yeah. the, my authentic voice as a, a quiet voice that speaks not in words, but in understanding. And when I can put the understanding into words that can be spoken, then it's, it's some pretty usually some pretty simple things, like I expect something from you. And, uh, well, and that freedom, um, Brian, also relates to something that every human being wants, and that's to be happy. Mm-hmm. And we've defined happy as getting something yeah. external. Mm-hmm. But actually getting, uh, there are lots of studies that have shown that getting more stuff doesn't make you any more happy because happiness is part of that freedom piece. Mm -hmm. When you get free to be yourself, you no longer have to put on a mask to pretend that you're somebody you're not. You no longer have to wear this particular suit or this particular dress or this whatever uh, because you think that's what you have to do to fit into the role that you've chosen, but you're actually free to be yourself. That's when true happiness starts to to just bubble up and and with that happiness what i have found is joy deep profound just aliveness that comes from joy and happiness when you're that alive folks you will be more successful on the external but more importantly than that you'll be there with the success you'll be present enjoying the success it's the difference between riding in a limousine, but you're in no way experiencing it. And now all of a sudden you can have the most amazing experiences possible, but you get to be there rather than spending your whole time not being there. Yeah. That's happiness. That's joy. That's fulfillment. And that's what we all want. And when we get that, I find that entrepreneurs paradoxically are much more successful with the external parts, with the Mm -hmm. strategies, with the execution, with the money in the bank, because they're also making a bigger impact, but they're more alive while they do that. Yeah. You know, it it reminds me of um, uh, uh, Howard Thurman uh, had a, a, a quote I love. He said, don't ask what the world needs. Instead, ask what makes me come alive and then go do that. And I reckon you find that, you know, that's what the world wanted from you after all. Yeah, it's exactly what the world wanted. And and that's the interesting part because it's it's about alignment again, Mm -hmm. because I I really work with people to become aligned. It's what you want. That that's the the fun part of this is that you don't have to become what you think the world wants you to be. You get to become who you want to be and who you really are. And that's when your life and your vision and your business actually become truly alive. Mm -hmm. 
and you'll have a much happier team when you're walking in the door alive with the joy and happiness of being just who you are. And now you can find that you can give permission for people to be who they are, and you're going to have a happier team and a happier business. You know, that's, I think that's probably a, a, a very important part of something I've been telling business people for a long time. And that's um, if you've got people that are, that, are, that are passionate about something in your business, let them be passionate about it. You know, they may not be passionate about your business the way you are. It's your business. Your employees aren't necessarily going to be on the same level that you are for, for that, but they will be passionate about something. Let them be because that kind of energy is just good for business. And it, it's, it's, you know, what you you initiated a, a missing piece uh, in my mind is that 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 owner that 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 leader has to have that mindset themselves to begin with, right? Yes, absolutely, and that uh, again only comes from being willing to look in what I call the Zen mirror and and do the inner work of finding out who you are and 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 focusing on allowing yourself to move through that discovery process. And in that discovery process, you're going to find some pieces that need to be healed, some pieces that need to shift. And, and the truth is people can either spend their whole life running away from that, or they can spend their life encountering themselves, encountering the deeper consciousness that is part of who they are, encountering what I call the Zen mirror of just looking at the truth and going, oh, I'm still playing out that relationship I had with my brother and we're still fighting over the blocks and who gets to play with them that we were fighting over when we were six until we become aware that that's actually still going on. And that's true for every human being. We're all doing stuff like that. We can't heal it and release it and let go of it. Mm -hmm. So we can go on and stop, stop trying to get your brother's blocks. You're at a different point in life, but we have a, a lot of, this is the real work. Yeah. And I love doing that work with people uh, because uh, because of the freedom it brings them. Well, we live because in they're so much more alive. We live in a competitive world, and I think uh, you know we, we we currently as grownups tend to keep score with uh, dollars. Exactly, and that's an interesting point to bring up, uh, Brian, because my brand is Conscious Millionaire. Yeah, and and I go, you know, I want to. Sometimes I have to contrast it. It's not conscious poverty. It's not about how could you be conscious but have no money. Yes, you've got to get out there and figure out how to put your product or service into the marketplace in a way that's aligned with your sense of purpose and difference you want to make Mm -hmm. and simultaneously attracts the clients that it's aligned with the problem that they have. So really, the solution you're providing actually comes out of your purpose and people when they realize that, it go, oh, I've got an endless supply of solution. Now I just need to go find the people with the problem. So I kind of work from that direction rather than let's find people with a problem and solve it. Let's find the solution we're here to provide. Yeah. And it can be provided in multiple ways. And then let's find the person who really has the number one problem that that solution is great at solving. But remember that they may want that solution in a blue box, not a red one. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people forget that you could still be on purpose. And if they want blue, give them blue. Yeah. And then you can have a magical business that's really thriving. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, one of the things I remember learning from my brother about sales long ago was, he said the customer asked, does it come in blue? And the response is, 
do you want it in blue? <laughs> right. And then make it so. Uh, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be, we'll be back uh, with uh, J.B. Crumb III, uh, uh, the Conscious Millionaire on uh, Bravehearts Radio on the Voice America Variety Network. Stick with us. We will be back on the other side of 60 Seconds. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. Uh, today, uh, we're, you know, we'd always like to have a little bit about uh, National Day Calendar, the uh, nationaldaycalendar.com, one of the great supporters of the Bravehearts for Kids Pediatric Cancer Charity. That is the inspiration for Bravehearts Radio. Today, the 14th of December, and uh, I can't believe it's already December 14th. Uh, today's Alabama Day, Bowie Base Day. And Monkey Day. It's a monkey with a Y, so it's not, hey, hey, we're the monkeys. It's not that uh, monkey day. But, uh, uh, J- JB, you're, uh, you're from, the, uh, from the south. Uh, was, I am. Uh, was Bowie Base uh, uh, something that you guys did there? No, no, I think that you'd have to be in Louisiana for something like that to crop up. Um, yep. I grew up in Florida, but it was very much the south. In fact, I was sixth generation Floridian, wow. and um, my family on my dad's side, I have a document that's 115 pages long, has all the genealogy, came over in 1657 from yeah. Amsterdam to what was New Amsterdam, we mm-hmm. now call it Long Island, mm-hmm. uh, but that was uh, New Amsterdam, I think 12 years later, the British stole it from mm-hmm. us and uh, called it New York. And uh, on the other side of my family, I'm the direct descendant of Edmund Randolph, the first governor of Virginia. In fact, I have a piece of um, cut glass that he brought over from uh, from England. 
So I grew up in the South where my dad had a hundred acres and my grandmother lived with us. I didn't have any siblings. We never, we had two acres for us. We never had dinner without four vegetables. It was all mm-hmm. country cooking, you know, things you may not know about if you're not from the South, like boiled cabbage, and then you'd put hot sauce, hot pepper sauce on it or cornbread. We never had dinner without cornbread or drop, drop uh, biscuits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we would take um, eggplant and batter it and fry it. And, mm-hmm. you know, all these things are very country cooking, but, you know, a lot of white rice uh, that goes mm-hmm. with everything. Uh, peas, hawk-eyed peas, you know, black-eyed peas. We just, uh, it, it was very, actually, to a large extent, fairly healthy eating. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. now that I'm plant-based, I'm going, I'm grateful that I grew up in a world where we ate a lot of vegetables because that's what I'm doing now, you know? So you don't do a little bacon or ham with your collard greens on your black-eyed peas for New Year's? No, so that's the difference. So you had the, <laughs> I, I, I love collard greens, uh, but you, don't, you wouldn't cook them with bacon and ham. That, okay. Definitely not, 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 not plant-based. Okay, yeah, that's see that. And uh, I had uh, many friends from around the country over the years, and I did something called a cooking show a while back where, where we had this idea that as divisive as things are in our world, we like to eat each other's food. And uh, when you're talking about yes. eggplant, that sounds like something you, you could find at a, at a good Italian restaurant in Chicago, you know? Uh, well, absolutely. And, and especially being plant-based, I'm really drawn to a lot of Asian foods. Uh, tonight, I'll be doing kind of a walk with uh, uh, some um, Napa cabbage and some mm-hmm. bok choy and throw in a few other, probably broccoli, a few other vegetables with that and uh, have it with some brown rice or jasmine rice, and that'll be dinner. Sounds good. Well, you mentioned boiled cabbage. We eat a lot of boiled cabbage. I put it in with, uh, with you know, stew it uh, uh, with, uh, and I, I make uh, uh, things like um, uh, pork ribs and, and pork uh, shoulder and, and, and such. Put a lot of cabbage in that. And it's a it's a German. Shouldn't have an alarm going off right now, but uh, the it's a it's a German German food. Uh, um, uh, yes, cabbage. And uh, yeah, I'm, my, I'm very familiar with German food. I love German food. Yeah. Uh, yeah so the cab the cabbage is uh, fantastic. You just put some, you know. Uh, I still have my grandmother's cruet that was in the refrigerator, and we yeah. had hot peppers in it and oh, yeah. white mm-hmm. vinegar, mm-hmm. right? And then that's what you'd pour on the cabbage. But of course, we we just pour on everything. Yeah, that's something you'd, in the south you have uh, that on every table, kind of like you'd have ketchup somewhere else, right? <laughs> Oh yes, absolutely. That was that was a major condiment. You had you have to have that and pepper and salt and, and of course it's very southern. Uh, we'd grow a hundred acres of watermelon and we'd go out and just eat the heart out of the the watermelon and for breakfast and leave it for the the varmint, so to say. But in the south, and then and this is you know I think just the south, you you pour you, you sprinkle salt on the watermelon. My wife eats it. But on the cantaloupe, on the cantaloupe for breakfast, we'd put pepper and salt on the cantaloupe for breakfast. And I think that is uniquely Southern. Yeah. Now I've had, I've had that wrapped in prosciutto ham, you know, so. (laughs) Yes, that is, I like that as well, but that's not necessarily Southern. Yeah. We'll bring, yeah. (laughs) That's that's a little more Northern. Yeah. um, Yep. That's true. Uh, J.V. Crumb III, the author of Conscious Millionaire, uh, Grow Your Business by Making a Difference. Uh, the podcast is the Conscious Millionaire Show, and the website is ConsciousMillionaire.com. 
con- the word conscious, the word millionaire.com. Um, just, you know, if you want to be in touch and you can find out about the, uh, the podcast, very popular podcast. Um, uh, any, any tips for uh, aspiring podcasters or radio podcasters? Yes, uh, <laughs> I, I would, because we were, we were very fortunate. Um, we launched in 2014, September 16th. The first month we had 30,000 listeners, the second 150,000, and, you know, it's millions now. I pay a lot of attention to my intuition. I, I'm a guy who lives by inspired thought. I train people how to live in the flow, and I have specific steps for how to do that. That's where I live. It's how I know what to do. I, I follow my guidance. And in January of um, actually in July, the start with in July of uh, 2013, I was at a conference and met Jamie Masters, eventual millionaire. And she says, I want to interview you. And I said, fine. I didn't really know anything about podcasting, right? Of course, back then, who did? Uh, Jamie Masters did. That's who. And uh, my, my interview came out in September and I was at a conference in Phoenix from Florida. And in three days, I booked $24,000 with coaching clients, with people calling me. I guess I gave the phone number out or something. And I went, wow, um, that's interesting. So I immediately started figuring out how to get myself on a lot of podcasts. And then I went to a new media conference that's no longer in existence the first week of January 2014. I went there specifically to get myself on a lot of people's shows. But the first night in the pre-party, I met so many people that I'd been on their shows. And then I got the directory, you know, registered. And, and basically, every breakout session had one class on podcasting. And that inspired thought again. The, before I went to bed that night, I went, wow, I'm going to do a podcast. So I came back and I told my team, I said, you know, I think I'm supposed to do a podcast. And I think it's going to be huge. And I don't know why or how or anything. So... Life goes on, and I was also working on my book that was coming out that came out almost simultaneously to the podcast, both of them in the fall of 2014, Conscious Millionaire, Grow Your Business by Making a Difference. So I was busy with that and didn't have time to start a podcast. So we finally, July 8th, 2014, I did my first interview. It was with Michelle Patterson, who had created the Women's Conference, who I'd met her at the Women's Conference the May before that, so just a couple of months before. And we were going to launch in a week, in a month. And a week before we were going to launch, I told my team, we're not launching. We're not ready. We don't know what the marketing is. We actually took two months and launched on that September 16th, 2014. At that point, I had 62 interviews because I was just an aggressive guy who went out there and asked everybody to interview with me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I hadn't planned to launch five days a week, but I kind of had this thought as I was thinking through it, I'm going to have a lot of people not happy with me that there are interviews coming out a year from now when I've already done 62 interviews. So I launched five days a week. Fairly quickly, we became seven days a week. And I would say the first year, I didn't focus at all on making money from it. Mm -hmm. Now I help people with their podcasts. And and one of the the first step is figuring out what kind of money do you want to make? Because that's going to determine how you put the podcast together. Okay. But I don't regret that in any way because I spent the whole first year just figuring out how to make a difference with my audience yeah, and feeling like I was on this calling uh, to do this work called podcasting mm-hmm. and connecting with, interestingly, just a, such a 
broad base of, but a lot of A players. And I, and I, I was amazed that all these people would even interview before the show launched. And um, I, it's just a lot of synchronicity came together. So I have a whole process. I train people how to do high-end podcasts are going to be highly successful. One of the most important things, if you're going to really do this and do it well, is I think you need to feel a sense of passion that you want to do this podcast. And while it may very much help you grow your business significantly, that I think the people who, the majority of them who do it and are really fulfilled from it, they have a sense of purpose that, oh, I have a message to get out there and I really want to impact people's lives. Mm -hmm. Then if you put it together well, you also make money from it. But I think it has to start like everything at Conscious Millionaire, I believe everything needs to start with that passionate purpose of that difference you want to make. And that's exactly how I started mine. And it was highly successful, but I did pay a lot of attention to the marketing. So I'd say you've got to have a marketing plan put together. This is definitely not um, field of dreams. You know, you you can put your podcast out there and the crickets might come, but the listeners aren't going to unless you do something about it. Yeah. But being aligned, being in the flow, being in that passionate purpose, that's going to make the difference between a great show and, and not having a great show. Yeah. You need to have that component. Sounds fantastic. I mean, imagine that you were going to see Beyonce. Okay, so Beyonce, I brought her up because she's a great marketer. Mm-hmm. She, from the very beginning, was building a brand. Mm-hmm. But nobody would go to see her if when she went on stage, she didn't have this passionate purpose and desire to just wow the audience and connect with their hearts and souls and really be there as as an inspiring force. If that wasn't there, all her marketing and branding plans and glitzy costumes wouldn't make any difference. So that piece needs to be there. Yeah, that sense of passion. You know what? I've been doing this. When you say 2,300 episodes, I'm like, oh, my God, that's 70 years for me. I've done I've done, <laughs> I've done about 60. Well, I just compressed <laughs> 70 years, and we're now in our seventh season, right? Uh, well, I do a week. If you do enough that. episodes a day, <laughs> if you do enough episodes per week, and then I've done a total of seven shows on my network, different yeah. forms of podcasts. Um, you you can actually get there, but it, yeah. even I am somewhat, you know, in in shock and awe some days when I go, wow, uh, I I don't know if it proves anything more than I like talking to people for certain. Well, you know, I found that that's what really lights me up. That's in the, in that, that 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 Howard Thurman model. You know, so it makes me come alive is right. doing the show and doing the you know doing this part of the work. Um, and uh, I had three goals for the first year. And we're just, you know, we're about uh, a quarter into our second year. Uh, the first year, the goals were, uh, were simply to um, have fun, be grateful, and get good at it. And I decided that I got to decide what I meant by get good at it. And what I, what I realized was... So, how, I, so <laughs> I'm curious now. I have to ask the question, how, how do you find getting good at it? What, what is your definition? That might, well, you know, what, I, what I realized was after, after um, uh, I, I interviewed uh, Craig and Shelley Larson, uh, and they were my guests on the show last year, about this time in December. And uh, that, was, that was the first time I came, came upstairs from where I was doing the show. And, uh, and I, I said, wow, I feel exhilarated. 
You know, I didn't feel like, wow, well, it's all, all tired after the show. And, and when I when I feel when I feel all fired up and exhilarated and just lit up and happy after I get done with the show, that's uh, you know, it's not because oh my god, I'm sure glad that's over. It's uh, it's it's more that I'm just I'm on a roll. I'm doing what lights me up, what what makes me come alive, and and that's my uh, uh, taking my own advice. So you know, passing on Howard Thurman's word. <laughs> I think that's a I think that's a great great thing and um, and it's an honor being here with you. Well, Ed, thank you so much. The honor is mine and and the and the brave hearts too. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up here on the other side of our final break for the day. It's funny how time flies when when you are having fun. Uh, I'm with uh, J. V. Crumb the third, the author of Conscious Millionaire, and uh, you can find him at consciousmillionaire.com. Uh, Stick with us. We will be back after a short break and uh, uh, on the other side of 60 seconds. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. Uh, today we're uh, we, we have as, as my guest JB Crum the third. He is the author of Conscious Millionaire: Grow Your Business by Making a Difference, and the host of the highly successful podcast, The Conscious Millionaire Show. Uh, you can find him at consciousmillionaire.com. And uh, JB, you know, going out here, we um, uh, want to give the brave hearts a sense of of uh, how do you find your purpose. Yeah. So that's a great question. And it's work that I do with a lot of people. I was doing it with a group I'm training uh, last week. So I'm going to, I'm going to refer you if you get my book, uh, read chapter four, and then I'm going to resign, refine this a little bit. Um, Just taking the parts out of it that, um, that will make the biggest impact on you in a short period of time. So there's really three pieces to finding your purpose. Mm-hmm. And the first one 
is really getting connected to your passion. Now, passion is actually an activity. We're passionate about doing specific things. So I want you to think right now about something that you're so in love with doing that when you do it, you think maybe 30 minutes passed, but it was four hours, Mm -hmm. which I go, that's great. Unless Mm -hmm. you were supposed to meet your partner, in which case you need to set your alarm on your phone. (laughs) But you you do it and you're like, become one with it because you just completely love this. And that leads to the second part of passion is you have a state change. You, you become joyful or you become so positive that when somebody sees you and you've been doing this activity, they literally say to you, you look different. They're probably feeling the positive energy that's just pouring out of you because you're so excited. And the third part is the paradox because this passion is going to be part of what allows you to make so much money as an entrepreneur. Because when you're passionate about something, people feel it and they want to be a part of it. So the third part is you've probably done this activity, helped people, even strangers, completely free. Mm -hmm. Because you are just an enthusiast for this particular kind of activity that you want to do it. You know, it's just something that you, you love doing. The second part, and I want you to imagine a gold coin. Because if you're going to put a coin in your pocket, don't you think it'd be better to have a gold coin? And once you discover this, I assure you, you're going to want to carry this gold coin with you everywhere. It's going to inform everything you do. It's even going to inform the kind of friends that you decide to have because you want to have friends that are aligned with your purpose, aligned with that difference you want to make. All of a sudden, you start connecting with different people. So coins have two sides. And on the front side of this gold coin is simply the word purpose. Ah, but on the back side is the secret for discovering your purpose. Now, Brian, when I went out to discover my purpose, it took me about two or three years. And, and now I can get people in one session to, their, to a deep purpose. Um, and it's because of the question, what's the difference you want to make? Which, of course, goes back to the title of my book, Grow Your Business by Making a Difference. What's the difference you want to make? And this is something I'm going to recommend that you journal. I'm a big journaler. I have multiple journals, different colors for different reasons. Uh, But I I live with the journal world. And journal about what's the difference I really want to make. And you'll probably come up with several things. And that's great. And just maybe do that for a few days and start to notice, well, what jumps out at you? And that difference, I want to point out, isn't a difference for yourself. It's a difference for someone or something. Mm -hmm. So it could be a certain kind of people who are clients or organizations, which are something or, you know, the planet or animals, but it's someone or something outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. And and now you go back to the passionate because you want a passionate purpose and you, you start bringing those two together that activity and that difference you want to make. There's a third component and that's to look at, well, what's the one, two or three, you know, genius skills that you have. And we all have genius skills and it's simple. There's something that you know how to do so well that you can do it in your sleep. The irony is you might've gone and gotten a degree in it or training in it, but you were really good at it before you did that. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, we have a hard time seeing that in ourselves. So I'm going to say, go out and ask five people, longtime friends, clients, business associates, people who know you well, and just ask them, when you think of me, what is it that I naturally do well? 
and have them tell you. And I found that most people, everybody has at least one. Some people have two or three. Now, the reason it's important to find those, because remember, I work with entrepreneurs, coaches, business owners, people who are service providers who want to change the world. They can be speakers. They can create products. Is that those skills, the one, two, or three top skills are going to inform how you build your business because they're going to inform what you do. So you have the purpose, but the purpose has a different framework if your number one skill is just you're great at graphics. So you're going to want to be building the graphic designs. You might be building landing pages. You might be building product designs, right? There are all kinds of ways that could apply. Now, this is a little bonus question you didn't ask. Who should be your best business affiliates or business partners with whom you're going to like present a program, let's say, and maybe the two of you are going to do a different part of it, or you might exchange clients and you get a referral fee back and forth, but you work well together because they have a similar passionate purpose that they're on fire about Mm -hmm. and they want to work with the same people. So you're very aligned, but they have different skills. So you're great at the graphic designs and they are fantastic at putting marketing plans together. And you couldn't care less about marketing plans. doesn't excite you at all. And they don't want to do the graphic designs. But your clients need both of these for different things. That's how you build your team. That's your external team that you're going to develop. And a lot of people miss the fact that it really only works perfectly well when you both have that passionate purpose in common and that common market. But if you want to build a purpose-aligned business, that's what I help people do, then you want to partner with people who have a similar purpose, not just people who can do the skill, but they're on fire about the purpose. They want to make the difference, and the skill is just how they make that difference. You know, there's a, an old saying, uh, do, do what you do best and outsource the rest. I agree. Taking taking it up a notch where you say uh, outsource the rest, but outsource it to someone who's who's in line with your purpose. Right. And and typically, you know, uh, when you have that passionate purpose and that target market in common, the people you're going to work with the best have common values. Mm -hmm. For instance, my top value, one of my top three values really is honesty. The other two are integrity and personal growth. So um, people I take longer term journeys with are really uh, involved with personal growth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Otherwise, we're going to get a little bored along the way. But if they don't uh, value honesty and integrity, I can't do business with them. I can't have them as a client. I can't be friends with them because the moment I find out that honesty is not important to them. So I have no idea when they tell me something. Is it Mm -hmm. true? Is it not true? At least from their perspective, is it true? Um, I I honestly can't operate in that Mm -hmm. environment. It doesn't work for me. Yeah, trust trustworthiness and one of our Boy Scout requirements. Uh, you know, when I when I was a scout leader, they asked me, "What does trustworthy mean?" And so we say, "Oh, it means honest." Well, it's honest and competent. Yes, uh, that's, that's a great combination. Thank it's you for so, bringing uh, that up. Yes. Uh, you know, you know, it's uh, it's it's been a great conversation today, JV. Thanks so much for being with us, and uh, thanks to the Bravehearts for joining us this week. We have been talking about creating a world where everyone can win, because uh, you know, 
that's uh, that's what the Bravehearts are all about. And uh, working with J.B. Crumb III today on Bravehearts Radio and the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember to check out BraveheartsForKids.org and please consider donating now. Uh, connect with me on uh, Mission Building Coaching and Retreats at Mission Specialist at BraveheartsRadio.org. And, uh, of course, you can connect with JV through ConsciousMillionaire.com. Uh, join us every Monday at uh, 3 o'clock Central. Next week, we'll be talking about purposeful leadership because that's, uh, that's what we do here. And uh, we'll have as our guests, uh, Patricia and Craig Neal from the Center for Purposeful Leadership. And they're the authors of The Art of Convening. Uh, and uh, you know what? A special thanks going out to Ann Fox once again. And, uh, and I, I also have to uh, uh, say to Roger Dieterle, too, who uh, connected me uh, originally to CPL and Ann. Um, remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And we'll see you next week. Until then, be well and stay well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time. 